to Weirdo Podcast in the building. I uh, got a good friend with me out here uh, in a new spot, Mr. Zach Rippy. Zach, say what's up? Hey, what's up, Jeff? Thanks for having me out here in Michigan okay. for the yeah. podcast. It's yeah, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. Man, so 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 me and Zach have been chilling, right? This is, uh, this is his last day. We've been uh, putting in work, doing some fun shit, building bonfires and stuff. Like, uh, I don't know. I guess let's just talk about the experience, right? It would be yeah. like kind of fun because... So he flew up here from Detroit. I don't know. I mean, you tell it. What what, what have you thought so far? Because, hang on, well, before I get into it deep, too deep, I guess I haven't really super announced on the podcast that I even moved. Yeah, I don't believe true. so, right? Yeah. So formally, I'll let you know I moved from Texas uh, a couple months ago. I got out, uh, came out to Michigan. My wife's uh, family's from out here. So we got out here to uh, just kind of live a simpler existence, you know? I mean, uh, the city... Wasn't really for me, you know. I mean, I grew up in the city, and I thought, oh, well, that's where I belong. But damn, bro. I, I mean, I've, anybody who knows me, I've been preaching about this shit, or not preaching about it, but talking about it for so long that I always wanted a cabin in the woods, mm-hmm. and it's close, very close. That's very the vibe close. I get, especially when you go in your house, the way it's like set up uh, with so much wood and like carpet like that, and it really reminded me of the spot I stayed out in Colorado when I went recently. We stayed in a little cabin out there, and it was just your house really reminded me of that. So it is yeah. a cabin in the woods, I feel like. Yeah. And you're in the woods. Yeah. We're getting there. I've been hunting people. I've been having some fucking fun with life, man. I started my first master's course. Um, I'm almost done with it. Still got 100. Hollage boy. Uh, do, doing good, though. You know, like I haven't turned in a final yet, so, you know, we'll see then. But um, it's been so fun. It's been enlightening being out here just because it's – it's relaxed. Uh, the, the town people are chill. I mean, like, like I say, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think it's definitely something that I was not aware of existing. It feels like a different world of its own. It feels like uh, everywhere you look, you see land, you see farming, you see you see stuff you just weren't expecting to see. You know, like especially just having a buddy out here uh, just means like, wow, that means that every time I come see you, we're going to experience this kind of slowed down lifestyle. And it's really opened my eyes to kind of what I want in life too. You know, I feel like in the future, I feel I can see myself living in a place similar to this. See, and that's dope. I, I love that I could share that with a friend, like showing that like this is fun. You know yeah. what I mean? Like most people don't realize how fun the woods can be. Like, damn, like I always feel, you know, like where did you grow up? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You didn't learn nothing about the woods. Yeah. Damn. And f- yeah, I'm from Florida. I was thinking today in the car. On the way back from the store, it's like, man, when you're from Florida, it's like you don't really experience any kind, anything but beach, you know, and occasionally going to the lake and stuff. And but concrete. It, and concrete. It's like the weather's the same all the time. You don't ever have to adjust your schedule for the for the for the uh, for the weather, you know. Right now, here we live by the weather. Yeah. You know, if it's beautiful weather, yo, uh, I'll tell you another little fun tidbit. I got a boat now. I uh, I went and got a little twelve foot aluminum John boat. For those of you who know who know what that is, it's pretty cool. Got a little nineteen sixty five two cylinder outboard. You know, Dang. it's a little nine and a half horsepower pig. Uh, it's it's so fun. Like me and Jordan have been having a blast on the boat. I, like I let him drive the trolling motor, yeah. so he gets to like drive the boat. Hey. You know, because it's not the real, it's yeah. not the big motor. Because the big motor can get a little sketchy, but. Um, like it runs fine, but it's just shit. You can you can get in a world of trouble with the big mm-hmm. motor, but trolling motor ain't shit. You know, it's like I don't know half a horsepower or some shit. It's like nothing yeah. at all. So it's fun to let him drive it. He loves that shit. So I go out and I just smash the fish, have some fun. You know, it's it's a good time. But but yeah, we live by the weather out here, man. It's uh you know if it's a nice warm day, you got to get out. You have to do something because you might hit a week where it's windy and rainy and gross and you're going to be pinned inside. But that's when I do my best reading and writing. So it is what it is. It's all like a flow of things. It is a flow of things. And that's what I've noticed is that I'm so like right now with what I'm doing in my life, I feel like I'm really trying to get off the world's time and get off like that schedule and that repeated uh, just everyday living of as far as working and doing the mics that I run and having a, what days I do school, you know, just having that consistent schedule and whatnot. out here, you can really just decide what you're going to do with your day based on the weather, you know, for, yep. for you at least, you know? Yep. And I feel like one day it'd be nice to be on that, on that same wavelength, you know? Right. At no schedule, no schedule. Just do what you like. You know, I, I'd find time to be productive and just do what I've got to do. You know, I'll still be in school or writing books or doing the podcast that I do. I like birds. Check it out if you haven't. And, uh, 
I just think that that's kind of my future, you know, as well. So I just got to figure out how to make that happen. And also with preaching, I'm um, going for ministry. So you, you work one yeah. day a week and you just kind of hang at the church the other days. You know, I'm sure you do some other things, but there's definitely, it seems more of a, my kind of relaxed kind of pace of life. You know, I feel like that's the only way to know God truly, you know? So yeah. I feel like that. Do you think the conversations in the ministry school, like are the other students, are they, uh, are they in it? Are they? Yeah, no, they're in it. Uh, a lot of people take it for different reasons. Some people take it just legit to like know the Bible better. So I think that's cool too. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of churches recommend it to like their, their people that are moving up in leadership positions there because it's big on like uh, Christian uh, leadership. And you get a diploma at the end? Yeah. So you get ordained after um, one year and then you get. Uh, after one year, you you legit can preach. Yeah. I, no, I can I can like marry somebody after a year. Oh, and then, ordained minister. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is after, that all you could do as an ordained minister is marry, marry uh, folks? I'm pr- and I think you can do funerals too. Oh, word. Yeah. So you can do. Um, I'm not 100% sure about that, but I'm pretty sure. So that's after one year. Then after two years, you get your diploma in uh, Christian ministry. And it's not like they don't guarantee you a job or anything, but you have like proof that you went to school for ministry. You know? So the idea isn't to start your own church then? No, it's kind of to. to um, oh, because I guess you kind of got to intern at yeah, other so places I'm, I, or something. Yeah, I'm right? already interning. What my, does that mean? Church. Being like a deacon or something like this? It means basically whatever the church, for right now, it means whatever the church needs you to do, uh, you do. And, you know, you just help out. You put your hands wherever you can to help out. Right. And, uh, and learn then, how the whole organization yeah, thing exactly. works, right? You know, behind the scenes a little bit. Uh, I think my second year would be, uh, even though I think I'm going to do my, my internship on the road uh, with what we talked about earlier. But, uh, yeah, I think that it's just a lot of, you know, when you when you do graduate, you figure out a way to basically get a position through people that you've met in the program because it's okay. very, very community-based as well. Sure, so sure, it's very, sure. like, helping hands and networking. And they even have uh, – once a year, they have big old uh, Destiny Leaders uh, Ministries kind of like um, like a meeting, like a big old group kind of conference. Conference, right. that's what it's called. And you just go there for a couple of days, listen to the speakers and whatnot, and just meet the other people in your program and to have graduated mm. your program and what they're doing now and stuff. So See, that's so crazy because I'm like, I'm not anti-community. I'm damn sure not like against people being a part of a community or anything. Just in my personal life, I don't really find a lot of value in groups. You know, like me and my father-in-law, that's one of the beautiful things about our relationship that we share is like, we're not group guys. We're not group thinkers. We're not into anything like that, right? So like... You know, like, like, because me and him talk about modern religion, modern churches, stuff like that. And like these churches, like a uh, gateway and stuff that do like all these big musical productions and shit. It's like, why don't you get down? Like, uh, I think you would be great at this. Like it, it, having a church where like, let's talk about reality. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the Bible. Let's talk about how it affects us in our modern world. Right. It's like a modern spin on religion because, you know, you've got to, you've got to keep up with knowledge, right? If you're simply preaching you know things of the past it's like uh people like philosophers philosophy students especially holy shit um they cling on to like one theory or one ideology and it's like what the hell dude you're supposed to learn all of them Mm -hmm. you don't get it you know like why are you learning only the one and and i'm not saying that about like oh you should learn all other religions or something like this you know but just when it comes down to like you know, I love the aspect of community. Even out here, I am, see, and I'm talking shit because I am a part of a community out here, right? Sure. I'm I'm getting into a community of hunters, fishermen, right, and like all these kind of things. So I do have my little community. Look at me going off on some. Yeah, bullshit. and and that's the thing. And the Bible talks a lot about uh, having fellowship. Basically, you know, having having quality time spent with other people that are believers as well, because mm-hmm. it kind of builds up the church. We are the body of Christ, as as he says, we are the bride. Uh, to Christ, you know, yeah, uh, is described. What do you that. think about those production churches, though? They're like the mega churches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've yeah we've talked about this before, man. I just think they're all set up to be like capitalistic and uh, have. I think they start off good, and then they you know they get they get power, they get kind of like money, you know, right. and then they just they do things for the wrong reasons. They're wor- they're more worried about adding other buildings instead of like reaching souls, you know, and like yeah. just being real, and th- they care more about like the offering and the tithing than they do the message. You know, they care more about the fog lights than they do the worship songs, you know? Damn. Yeah. So see, cause I've thought about before, like how cool it would be to kind of have like a, a church of philosophy, but I guess that's kind of what my podcast is, right? It's just Mm -hmm. like, Hey, I'll, uh, you know, randomly teach you about philosophers or a new thing I'm studying, you know, like, uh, like we were talking about earlier with the Nietzsche stuff. I, I've been studying Frederick Nietzsche lately uh, because I, I, I self-assigned a book out of one of what's called the great books. And 
you know, we talked about this on Zach's podcast earlier, so I'm not going to cover it too much, but, um, the studies of Frederick Nietzsche, like they've been boiling my brain because it's not that I don't understand it. I understand like a very like poetic way of, of language. I get that. Right. So luckily I can, I can, you know, reconcile my different understandings of different languages with the, what they're trying to get across, right? Like what is the message? Just get me to the damn message. And Nietzsche, the message in this book, this, this book, Zarahustra, the messages are so purposefully, uh, skewed kind of like there is a purpose behind it. I think they call it diarrhythmic, uh, uh, literature mm. basically to where you like, you make a really bold statement, move on to the next thing, and never explain yourself. Yeah, you do a good job of making bold statements and then explaining yourself, and then the statement doesn't seem as bold because you For sure. do a good job of explaining it. I try. I try, right? Like, yeah. um, it, it, I don't know. I mean, there, there's so many things. Like, I, I've, I, luckily, I've helped several friends get off, like, pharmaceutical drugs and shit just by being, like, bold with them and being like, dog, I promise you don't need that shit. Mm-hmm. You need exercise. You need diet. You need hydration. You, you know, stay off that dumb shit. It, maybe you'll be a little foggy in the beginning. I get it. Well, you've been drugging yourself for a while. How about get off the fucking drugs and start figuring out what clear consciousness is? It's a very beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And it, it's it's hard to talk about, right? Because anybody would refute that if they had an unclear conscious, right? right. So, uh, which so many do. That's the... That's the flaw in our system, right? Like people are raised up to be damn sheep and they, they never are taught to think for themselves because too many people in a society thinking for themselves is quite dangerous. It really can be right. Mm-hmm. Um, or so the theory goes, I'm totally opposite of that. I think the more free thinkers, the better let's go have some ideas, have the balls to stick to those ideas, but also have the compassion to understand, listen to other people, right? Like love other people's ideas. Like, Oh, I mean, eh, you know, maybe right. You, if you could see it, then that's awesome. That's beautiful. I, because I love the language, I love, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I had this idea a little while back and I know I'm talking a little too much, but, um, but I had this idea a little while back that like, if you understand someone's language, you could talk to anybody, hmm. right? Cause you watch the, uh, the last dance documentary, right? Yeah. Okay. Loved it. They were talking about Dennis Rodman and I loved Dennis Rodman when I was a kid. Cause he was, he was out there and, you know, and he was, he was just fun to watch and he was an amazing defender. Right. So just the art of basketball got it tracked and they were talking about uh, mike specifically was talking about how uh how dennis rodman had one of the best basketball iqs ever right so my theory behind it is if you understand basketball especially high level basketball strategy and things like this then you speak his language and he wouldn't cease to be so crazy to you because you'd be like oh this dude is smart He's actually a fucking genius when it comes to basketball. That's right? so true because Mike definitely had his back and let him do what he wants to. You know, like the whole Vegas thing when he went out there to Vegas right. for a few days. Mike was kind of like, cool what a with legendary it, you know? story. That's a great story. Oh man, yeah, you definitely should check it out if you haven't watched that one because it's phenomenal. Oh, even if you haven't one. seen the Last Dance yet, you are nuts. Yeah, even if you're you not don't a even have to be fan, a basketball you know? fan. Yeah, exactly. It's you, so good. Right? They they build up anticipation and suspense. And shit. Man, it is. It's flawless. I really think it that. really is flawless. Yeah. I've watched it multiple times. I'm going to watch it again. I wanted to give myself like six months off before I watched it again. <laughs> I like how I like, are you going to take a break? Cause it's so good. Yeah, you just no, watch it, it every damn yeah, day no, because I like it so much. I want to forget it a little bit more. You know, I want to forget yeah. it before I watch it again. Right. But like, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing to understand someone else's language, right? It, think about it. If somebody's a Christian and has the language of God in their heart, you're going to be able to talk to them a lot easier. For sure. Because they talk your language. Yeah. Right? So, like, I don't know. It's just very interesting to me because, you know, we were talking last night and, and, you know, I I had some good thoughts about the idea of, like, street language. You know, because I grew up understanding street language, but luckily, luckily, my first language was English. Real English. Right? So, you know, street language, slang and shit, like, that is cool and all, but you've got to make sure that that is not your primary language. Like, especially your children. If you're raising your children up with, like, ideas of the street, then you were perpetuating this dumbass idea that we should all stay on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Like, when are people going to realize that, like, it's up to you to raise yourself up? 
You've got to grab your britches, stand up, and get after the work, right? But it's so lost in our society Why right now. Why is it now. lost, though? Like, I don't understand. Is it just because there's so many distractions and so much entertainment that, like, you can kind of just overconsume so you don't even take the time to realize that, like, yo, your life is not... Yes. Yeah. You know, the whole idea, like, I've always hated that whole, uh, uh, what's that saying? Um... Uh, 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 jack of all trades, master of none. Mm. And it's like, why would you never aim to master something? Mm-hmm. I would rather somebody who mastered one thing. If, if if I was talking right now instead to a master blacksmith, dog, we would... T- I, I, We'd only talk about that. We would be talking about knives and shit. I'd be like, dog, I mean, tell me what grade steel is the best for throwing knives and shit. Like, please, go after... You know, and it's like, I don't know. I, I, I respect... Someone who is focused on a thing, and our our world this day is is built for distraction. And if you're distracted, you are not focused by definition, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not focused, how in the hell do you expect to accomplish anything? Yeah, it's a great point. It's strange, and it's and it's, I think it's also because of the schedule that they've like kind of created for us. You know, like this going to school from seven to three, get off, have to do homework. What do you mean I gotta do homework? I was just in school for eight, nine hours. You know? Oh, sure. I gotta eat dinner, gotta take a shower, go to bed and do it again five days a week. You get done with school, you gotta do work five days a week, nine to five, and you already know with the commute that's already and they teach eight thirty to five thirty. They teach yeah, they teach you nothing at the school and then you go to work and you're just working for somebody else. It's like this system that just keeps being reciprocated over and over again. And then your guidance teachers don't even guide you into doing something that's bold and courageous and what you want to do. They try to trick you into going to college, so then you owe that debt. And the right. next thing you know, you're working for the man to pay off the debt of the man. Yeah. Dude, you know in uh in Lil Dicky's song that professional rapper was Snoop, mm-hmm. he has the greatest bars about that, about how like like, nah, it ain't like that. It's a different kind of trap. You know, like, it, they want you just sitting in a cubicle, do your work, punch in, punch out, and don't get in trouble in your off time. Because we yep. will fire your ass. We'll give you right? 30 minutes for lunch. Bert? Yeah. Bert. Can't even get a beer with 30 minutes. You know what's so funny is in the Army, I'm telling you, you could ask anybody, any of my troops, <laughs> if you listen to this, damn it, attest to this, please. So so the world can know that I never took a lunch break in 10 years in the Army. I remember you telling me that. Never, dude. Because I learned two things. Number one, if you're always the guy there during lunch, you're just an automatic superstar because you get to put out fires that other people aren't around for. And they're like, where's your leadership? Oh, they're out to lunch. Lunch is is one o'clock or whatever that, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Right. Or it's 11. Lunch ain't till noon or whatever, (laughs) you know, dumb shit like that. Right. But you're the guy who gets to put out fires. And also it makes work so much easier. It really does. Like it's just, I'm here. I leave. That's it. You can ask Beth. The second I got home, I took my fucking uniform off. I never, ever, ever wore my uniform anywhere ever. I want to blend in. I want to be a civilian. Hey, yeah, I got the haircut and shit, but no, I just like this haircut dog. You know what I mean? I'll wear a hat, sunglasses and shit. I'm just trying to blend in. I don't want to look like a troop. I never wore army shirts or had army backpacks going through the airport or nothing i just wanted to blend in and just mm-hmm. be a guy that's it a guy in the crowd i want to be unforgettable or, or i want excuse me i want to be extremely forgettable just that's it let me go about my way i don't i don't know these guys who always wear their uniforms out and shit just it's sad they're, they're looking for something attention yeah attention right and it's like eh, okay cool you need attention in that manner but it's just not my style. You know, the second I got home, I took that shit off and I was daddy and husband, yeah. not soldier. Do a lot of the military folks that are friends um, ever, like, I know you're still friends with all your buddies, but you don't really mm-hmm. see them that much, right? Still see a good bit of them. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, okay. my, shit, my roommate from the 82nd, he, he's come down to te- my buddy Swish, mm-hmm. came down to uh, to Texas a couple times. Uh, me and my boy Jimbo been trying to get together, man. Damn it. And now he lives in PA, so he's not far from here. So we'll we'll make it happen. Mm-hmm. Duh. Um, my buddy Tim's moving out here. He's my buddy in Afghanistan. You know, so yeah, we, yeah. we keep in deep contact. That's good. Yeah. 
Because I, I I love those people, man. They saved my life in certain times. I'm dead serious. I mean, you know, in times where I felt like I had nobody and nothing and, you know, it was like a private in the army and shit. You're a nobody. Mm-hmm. Shut up. You have no opinion. Shut your mouth. What are you even talking about? You have no idea what you're talking about. And it's so funny because once you raise up in the ranks, you realize like, oh, I had no clue what I was talking about. Dang. They do. Really? They knew what they were talking about, and I didn't, and it was easy to expose, you know, because like I, I, I love this idea that like, like in, uh, you remember I showed you that kid's post in fucking uh, in school. Yeah. yeah. Guys, listen to me. <laughs> Look, I'm gonna lower my voice real quick so you can really listen to this. This dude had, I'm telling you, I read it in probably what 30, 40 seconds, and typos probably. 20 typos easy easy in easy a 20. in a 200 word yeah response 20 typos in a 200 word response that's 10 percent of it is wrong it was like he was hammered in writing that had to have been yeah it was, it was like like you know ending sentences it would put a space period and then no space and start the next day like you are obviously not rereading your work. You're not editing. And I can't believe master's students are capable of this. I thought that was all undergrad. Like while I was in undergrad, like I have two bachelor's degrees. So, so in both of my degrees, I knew I was dealing with undergrad motherfuckers. Like, all right, they have undergrad mentalities, Mm -hmm. right? So I was figuring, okay, graduate students are going to be off the hook. I man, and now here I am. I'm like, dog, PhD students are got to be off the off the hook. These graduate students, all right, I get it. PhD. If I get the PhD level and these motherfuckers are, are still sloppy, bruh, I'm out. <laughs> I'm checking out for real. That is going to be. I'll finish my PhD and I'll go what because I I, I want to do all these degrees and stuff because it just. I don't know. It gives me something to do, to be honest with you. To be a million percent, I I love learning. I'm obsessed with learning. And they give me points of, of you know, review, point uh, you know, research topics and things like that. So. Yeah. Have you ever done one of those master classes that they try to sell? Like, um, what do you mean? There was oh, like, like master class. Yeah, Malcolm Gladwell. I almost bought the Aaron Franklin barbecue one. You know about Aaron Frank? Mm-mm. Bro, in uh, Austin, Texas, he has the best barbecue joint in the fucking world. I mean, one of, if you want top five barbecue in the world, really? it's in Austin at Franklin Barbecue. It really What's is. What's it called? Frank what? Franklin Barbecue. Franklin Barbecue. But okay. be warned, if you go, you are going to be standing in a long ass line. But people bring lawn chairs, coolers of beer. They're chilling in a the line. They'll bring out little samples and shit to people in the line. Like they, they, it's a culture. It's a thing. It's so cool. You got to go check it out. It's too cool. Right. And the barbecue is what the hell thunderous, right? Mm-hmm. But he, uh, uh, Aaron Franklin, did a masterclass. And I almost bought that shit. Really? Yeah. That's dope. Somebody else I think did one too. I think Stephen King did a writing one. Maybe. Yeah. Do you like Stephen King? I I I read on writing about three weeks to a month ago. I finished it, and uh, I love that book. Mm-hmm. But I hate everything else he's ever done. Right. Right. And all right, here I go off on my bullshit again. Uh, you know, I don't hate his stuff, but I just, I very much dislike the entire genre of, of horror, horror. Yeah. right? It, to me, is demonic, bro. Mm-hmm. I don't like that shit like we were talking about the other day. I don't fuck with sixes, bro. Mm-hmm. Anything six, nah, not for me. If I weigh, you know, 226 pounds tomorrow, I bet you I get it the fuck in and I'll be 225 the next day. <laughs> Maybe even two, one, three. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I hate sixes, dog. I'll do weird shit at like pumps and stuff. I'll pump too much gas just to just not be on no six. Not, not a single good. six on the screen. Why did you? Uh, why do you think? Why did you enjoy um, the writing book that he did? What's it called? Oh, again? on writing. On writing yeah, yeah, Stephen King's on writing, and uh, I loved it. Okay, because. He has a really fantastic way of telling stories and him telling the story about himself, though, even multiple times in the book, he kind of checks himself on like, oh, but who am I kind of, which is cool. You know, I, I love that shit, right? Like mm-hmm. I love people who have the balls to say some shit, but also fuck me. Yeah. I'm a waiter it, at Doc P's. Exactly. Yeah. I'm uh, a nobody. Yeah. You know, who the hell am I? Right. And, and you know, he writes like that, but he also, whoa, is very, 
very knowledgeable in the study of writing and how you're supposed to write. You know, I didn't even know about, and luckily I think I've just known this, uh, because of my high level understanding of English. Right. But like, like adverbs, like not adding adverbs. So like it was really good. Any L wise is, is essentially an adverb. Right. So, uh, it was really good. Just, it was good. So much cleaner, so much better. It was extraordinarily great. It was great. Well, stop your bullshit. Nobody gives a shit about your vocabulary. If you've got a dope word to drop in somewhere and it comes organically, then I'll write it. You know what I'm saying? But other than that, I don't. I never purposely try to like, uh, you know, like uh, fancy up my fucking writing. Yeah, no so way. You, so you think my writing is wrong. You think writing comes a lot about just kind of like. Uh, you think it's more about the the flow of it and also just kind of like the stream of consciousness that comes from writing instead Absolutely. of just kind of punching it up and yeah like a, a, anybody out there who's listening you if you've ever had dreams of being a writer guess what here's the f- best advice you could ever get the way you get better is by writing just do it oh you can't you don't have anything to write about write about how you have nothing to write about mm-hmm. watch what happens just let it go. No editing, no going back, no bullshit, just flow. I have nothing to write about. Man, this day's been boring. I wish days weren't so boring. Man, I really wish I lived in Michigan and had 27 acres. Hey. So when you flow, do you ever, like when you edit and you go back, do you ever take away stuff? But Bro, that- I've written 26, almost 27,000 words, and I'm dead serious. I've edited like for maybe 30 minutes. So no, you kind of leave everything as is. I just started kind of going back and looking at stuff because I, I, I'm moving chapters around like, oh shit, that didn't belong there. Mm-hmm. It belongs here because, you know, when I was writing in the beginning, oh, it was so condensed. And now I've since elaborated on those topics and things, right? And explained things out and shit. So, you know, things just are, have been misplaced. So I'm just swapping them. And now I'm really starting to get like the flow of the book like it make my book makes sense to me now oh good okay right it didn't make sense at the beginning i was just writing i was just writing just busy writing that's all here's a bunch of ideas here's things i think that could help humanity i've studied my ass off on this shit i kind of know what i'm talking about here you go love you guys hope it works hope it helps you in some way you know and that's that is my intent that's my method like i'm telling you since i was a little kid i've always known that i'd be somebody who'd change the world and i know that's a strange statement to say it's a weird one that coming out of my mouth that sounds odd but i'm telling you the truth I, I, i've always known thought. it. i've had the same thought that's why I smiled. Yeah. yeah see look at that mm-hmm. and and okay uh do it you know like you want to change the world start right and and uh you know since I've gotten older. I do realize that like that is kind of a naive perspective, right? Just I'm going to change the world. Well, how you have to define a little bit, right? But also fuck it. The pursuit is fun enough for me. Mm-hmm. Amen. Because at the end of the day, I'm better for it. And I'm exactly. Gucci with that. That's probably why that quote exists where you can't change the world unless you change yourself. So like you start working right. on yourself and then things just fall into place. Exactly. Dude, my mom gave me some of the greatest advice when I was younger uh, before I met Beth, actually, uh, because I, w- I was in that bubble. Uh, you know, I was young. I was like 22, 23. And I was like, I'm sick of dating. I can't date these these girls anymore. You know, I mean, like girls back then were flaky as all hell, uh, you know, or, or clingy or something. It was always too something, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, like I was done with dating. I was just like, man, I was waiting for somebody to like set me up or something with like somebody dope. And then I'd be like, all right, Beth, thank you so much. I owe you for the rest of my life. But that <laughs> shit didn't happen. So, you know, it's so funny. But my mom gave me some good advice. She told me, uh, you'll never meet the right person until you are the right person that Ooh. someone needs to meet. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dang, all right, Beth. Because I've always been on that, you know, self elevation shit, right? Like, mm-hmm. You've, you've got to elevate the self because there really are two kind of aspects to life, in my opinion. There's the self, which includes the mind and intent and goals and dreams and hopes and all the good shit, right? Uh, you know, uh, your values, everything. And then there's the physical body, the physical body itself, right? But I think if you feed the physical body properly and train it properly, everything else just falls into line. I think that. I don't know. And that that 
seems strange, but I think it's true. I think if you take care of your physical body and you do everything to take care of the self, man, you just, you're going to be an unstoppable force. Even if you have one and not the other, eh, you probably still be straight. Right. You know, some people that don't take care of their bodies for shit, you see them and you're like, damn, dog, <laughs> for real, bro, yeah. you got to do something. I don't care what the fuck disease or ailment you have. I've broken my spine twice and I'm, you know, healthy as hell. So, you know, like I no excuses. You yeah, ain't got no sure. excuse. No, there's no valid excuses in my world. I really don't like that because just own up to your truth about it. Either you're right or you're wrong. Either you understand something or you don't. It's things can be so black and white. Like everybody wants a damn gray area just so they can add in their bullshit. Hmm. Right. But when really it's not about a damn gray area, it's not even about a black or white area. It's just about do the one thing. Just damn do it. You know, which one is better. If, if, uh, you know, if I gave you an ultimatum, you would know instantaneously which one you desire, which one you would like to choose. And what the hell? I, I, that's why people get their shit together when a doctor says, you might die. And they go, oh, no, really? And they get their shit together. You know, and some don't, which is whoo, even more unfortunate. But damn, you know, the, but all I'm getting at is there's people who abuse the physical body, but take care of the self. And they're a good person in the meantime. Mm -hmm. There's people who abuse the self and have the physical body down pat. You see, that's why I think there's another layer. I think it's mind, body, and spirit. Because I feel like with the help of the spirit, you know, like with like knowing and believing in God, I feel like you can achieve those things at a higher rate than you could if you were like, I don't care anything about my spirit. Yeah, but how are the mind and the spirit separated? How in the mind and by, by your soul? So spirit is soul, so soul and mind, I think they're the same thing. You think so? Yeah, absolutely, because, all right, so check this. You know how, like, you know how you kind of have two people living in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. Like, for the most part, you have, like, you have, like, one kind of weirdo who's got strange ideas, and then you got another guy who's, like, who who gets it and goes, like, nah, let's do this instead, right? It depends. Maybe that could be like a separation of mind and soul, right? Because I'm just trying to reconcile the difference and I'm not trying to be like captain definition over here, but I just, I don't know. I think if people started thinking about just the self as one whole thing and stop abusing yourself, stop buying into all the shit people have told you your whole fucking life that you're not good enough and whatever, like cut that shit out. You're an adult now. Get the fuck after it. And, and getting after it sucks sometimes. It really does. It's fucking hard sometimes to do hard things. But also, the more you do them, the easier they get. You know, so, so yeah, it sucks in the beginning. Got it. Tracking. Roger. Mm. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't start. You know what I'm saying? Have you ever seen Breaking Bad? Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Do you remember that scene where, like, him and, where it's, it's Walter White before he was married. He was, he was with that girl like his science lab partner. And then they were doing stuff on the chalkboard and they were like measuring the human body, like after it died. And they were like doing percentages of like each body part and each organ and whatnot and how much it weighed. Mm -hmm. And then, so they weighed the human body beforehand and whatnot. This was like part of their study. And they figured out that the soul had a, like there was a percentage of the person's body missing uh, from the time they were, you know, alive to dead. And that, that piece that was missing was their soul. Like, Interesting. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty cool. And then I think they've even done some. I would think that would just be water loss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just kind of interesting the way they kind of like calculated it. And I think somebody else is from a real study, I feel like. Because um, I remember like looking up some some kind of research on it. Not like a lot, but just oh, enough to be like, oh, that this. The soul has weight. Yeah. Physical weight. Interesting. So this is interesting. I don't know. Like, because your mind being your soul, I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I believe that. I think it's kind of a combination of heart and mind and. You know, because everything's connected. The whole body and mind is connected. Maybe it's a combination of both that is soul. Maybe mind plus body equals soul. Well, all I was getting at is like, you know how, like I say, you have the two dudes living in your head. A lot of times that's like, that's kind of a younger, more naive way of understanding how your brain works. Because the older you get, and especially with training, you learn one mind, one body, one soul, one spirit, and you're, you're much more channeled, right? And at that point, 
thoughts are so much clearer. Things become a lot easier to understand. Like I was telling you before, everything's easier than you think. It's a principle I live by always. Everything's easier than you think. You think it's hard. It ain't hard. Nothing's hard. What do you, what do you want to do that's so fucking hard? I bet you I could show you even on a thing I have no clue about. I bet you I can give you a basic path, how to get to what you're looking for. It's, it's simple, right? But like, when you're young and you have like kind of that left brain, right brain, can't make a damn decision, always cloudy, always foggy. When you start training your mind to channel itself and to be one with itself, again, stopping the self-abuse, stopping the, well, I want to start a business. Yeah, but everybody's always told me I'm a dumb son of a bitch and I think I'm pretty dumb. So I doubt a dummy like me could ever start a business. Yeah, or even like, I wouldn't even know how to figure that out. Yeah, I hear that all the time. I wouldn't even know how to figure that out. Well, you're right. You're right. Uh, shame on you. I mean, I, I feel bad for you. And you're just letting them basically have an out by you saying that, you know? Like, that's what yeah. they wanted from you. They wanted that out of like, yeah, you're cool. probably right. I'll give them yeah. an out. Yeah. I'll give them an out. I'm not going to entertain your bullshit. Again, I, I don't play excuses. I mean, the army stole my emotions so many years ago. They've been gone. For a long time, right? Like, and that's a joke, but yeah, that's probably why you're so freaking reasonable. logical. Sure, and you have like really interesting perspectives because, like, just being reasonable. Yeah, a lot of people like go with emotion first, and I feel like that's what 2020 is. It's a lot of reacting of emotions, and just like the society we live in and the the world we live in is it, it's thinking on emotion. When it, America, I feel like, used to think on logic, especially acting on emotion. That's another bitch of a, of a tale you know i mean that that that'll kick your ass too you you don't want to you don't want to think that way you don't want to again that, that's that's why a lot of this like group think just a bunch of people just nodding their fucking heads and it's like do y'all even know what the fuck you're this motherfucker saying to you do you know what you're getting into you know like you know me i don't play the politics shit right but like on some level you have to kind of like be able to see that all these dudes are scumbags. Every single fucking one of them. You're picking the lesser of an evil to run the free world. Mm-hmm. Hoping that t- your tomorrow, I'm telling you, I went to war for a couple reasons. And one of those reasons chiefly was so my son could be raised in a world that was similar to what I was raised in. Free, go out, have fun. I mean, I'm sad for him. And, you know, my boy is 11 years old and he's never been able just to go play out in the street by himself like I was when I was a kid. You know, me and my friends used to ride our bikes miles away from the house. Miles and just go get into adventures and weird shit and find a creek or a lake to go skip rocks at and go fuck around for a while and then ride some more. And it was exercise. It was good for our minds. It was good for our bodies. It was good for everything. And and in his generation, hell no, that doesn't exist anymore because the pedos. Everybody knows all about all these fucking kitty touchers and how there's holy shit. There's a lot of kitty touchers out there, right? So like, if if you don't want your fucking kid, you know getting involved in some shit like that, well, then you got to protect them. And protection means stay inside. And it's ugly. It's ugly. It's a recourse that that has no resolve. Mm-hmm. And damn it, man, it, it breaks my heart. It does, dude. Because I'm the same way. I grew up in the same kind of way where it was like, just be home when the lights go out, you know? Exactly. And, I mean, we're good. We turn out all right, you know? But mm-hmm. it's just... Different world, different mentality, different time. But I mean, all I'm getting at is like, none of these cats want your best interest. Yeah, I mean, like, come just on, do you dude. Anyway, so yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. No matter who you are, or what facet you're in, or what career you belong to, or whatever, they're you know they're either for it, against it, or or whatever. You know, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I don't even want to go there. That's yeah. what it doesn't that sucks because it, it you can't get the fucking point across to people. You know what? I'll fucking say it. Who gives a shit? Like, like be fucking reasonable. Look at these people with through, not through the lens of the fucking media, through your lens, right? Have the balls to say like, okay, I have experience in life. This dude looks like a crooked SOB. Cool. I'm going to label him in my head. I don't have to say it to everybody, but in my head, he's a crooked son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. End of story. Yeah, the right. only, only person that's got to agree is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, babe, come on, please. Please. No, I'm going to vote side. for Biden. You better not vote for Biden. <laughs> Man, 
But I'm telling you, it's like all oh, these dudes have ulterior motives. They don't want the best world for you. They want the best world for them. Mm-hmm. And and part of that is okay because if they're trying to create their best world and our best society, then I guess dope. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't even know where I'm at with it. That's why it's so confusing because like I know where I'm at with it, but I can't explain it. Right. It troubles me because I don't want to ruffle feathers and I don't want a bunch of people fucking whining and crying about stupid shit. And and while honestly, I don't give a shit. Yeah, dog. but a lot of you people know what do I mean? care. But they do that. care. Yeah, they do care. And they get all fucking fired up behind some shit that they have no idea what they're talking about. About stuff that that they've only shown us a small sliver of what actually is going on, you mm-hmm. know? The public only knows so much. Yep. I was asking a friend the other, the other day who was like a staunch supporter of one of the candidates, and I was asking him, what does that candidate think about this? What does that candidate think about that? Just truly interested. Mm-hmm. He had no clue. Wow. No fucking clue. And these are like basic platform things. Where are they at with uh, guns? Where are they at with uh, taxes? Where are they at with medical care? Or, you know, all this bullshit, health care. Mm-hmm. Right. Because like so many people want like health care reform and all this shit. And they don't realize that like health care is nonsense to begin with. You know, like why aren't doctors just cheaper? Because I hate this fucking idea that like insurance means you pay more because they're purposely ripping off the insurer. Right. Yeah. I, I had a tree fall on my pole ball. All right. I had a guy come out here to remove said tree. He brought a $400,000 crane, right? $400,000 crane, damn near half a million dollar crane to get the damn thing off the, off the roof. All right. He told me it was going to be 2,100 bucks, right? 2,100 bones. But he was, I was asking him, I was like, I was like, uh, is that what, or excuse me. He even willingly said it would not be that much. If it were you paying cash, if it were you paying out of pocket. And I said, well, how much, what was the difference? He said, probably about 900 bucks, 900 bucks is what I would be paying. So the difference is $1,200. They up charge $1,200 more than double the job just because fuck the insurance, right? Medical companies do the same thing. Oh, if you're paying out of pocket, they've got out of pocket costs that are much better than insurance costs. And like, why are people not seeing that? Like, that's fucked up. That's bad. Right. But this is a very normal practice in so many industries. If it's dealing with insurance, if it's dealing with, you know, big uh, chain companies, they upcharge them for all this shit. That's unnecessary as hell, just because there's no checks and balances. Who cares? Yeah. And you wonder why the system's broken. broken. Get out of here. They've just been putting band-aids on it for years. Bro, if you had a good doctor, like seriously, that you could go to twice a year and you'd pay, uh, I don't know, 150 bucks. That'd be fair, right? 300 bucks a year. And and this joker would do blood tests and make sure your health's on track. You know, make sure you're good. Make sure you're not like crazy deficient in vitamin D3, which so many are. Take your fucking vitamin D3, folks, mm-hmm. right? So Or get out in the sun. Hey, that's a good one, too. Uh, you know, but so many people are deficient in so many of these things, underhydrated, dehydrated to sell. Hey, you need to hydrate, hero. If you had a good doctor who told you that shit, you'd probably listen to it and probably be way better, much less than probably definitely be way better off for it. You know, but like, but that's not how it works. You've got to have some ailment first and show up with the ailment. And then your doctor goes back, Googles the fucking thing, comes back and tells you his Google findings in a very professional way. That's crazy. Get the fuck out of my face with that shit, dog. I can Google like the best of them, bitch. <laughs> you duck, ain't duck, charging go. me G's for your Google ability, man. You got to use DuckDuckGo. Huh? You got to use DuckDuckGo because they don't track you and they don't uh, sell your information and stuff. Really? Yeah. You know how like Google basically memorizes everything you've ever done? Yeah. DuckDuckGo is private searching. Scumbags. They want it all, Zachy. Mm-hmm. They want it all, bro. I'm telling you, it, how can people not see it? Yeah, the tech tyranny is real, dude. Right, so so here's the answer. If you're wondering, damn, why is this motherfucker talking about this shit? What's the answer, Jeff? You might be asking. Well, here's the fucking answer. Take care of yourself. That's the answer. Take care Just of you. 
yourself, right? Take care of you and the people within arm's reach. What now? You know, because then you could call yourself on your own bullshit. If you're uneducated about a thing, start reading about it. Figure it out. Or better yet, maybe you don't even need to know it at all. I don't need to understand, you know, uh, molecular biology. I've studied enough about it to where I go, ooh, a little out of my depth. I like some of the principles. Okay, I get it. But damn, that's, uh, that's a little, there's some quackery involved there. You motherfuckers are making some of this shit up. I could tell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I could tell you're trying to get me. Hit me with the okie doke. And I, I, I ain't the one. <laughs> You know what I mean? I hate to lie. Yeah. I don't know. It's strange though, you know? Because like what 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 do you think a utopian society would look like? What would the perfect Zach Rippy world be? If you could be uh, you know, president of Earth. You just asked me to basically reconstruct society. No, just what is a, what is a re, what is a good society looks like? Because this is this is a uh very hard to agree upon topic yeah. these days. It is. When it used to be streamlined as shit, people knew what a proper society looked like, right? There's order in the streets, people not being crazy because mm. they have help, they have love, they have care, they have these kind of things. But, you, but go ahead. What do you think? Yeah, I think that basically what I've, I've gathered from this last year, especially from actually, you know, for, for the first time this year has actually told me to kind of pay attention to what, like, what, what really is our government? What really is our entities that are out there? What really is social media? You know, I really questioned everything this year. Good. And it's been awesome, but at the same time, it's been eye-opening because you get answers. Sure. You get answers and you see that that these people don't have your best interest at heart. So I really just feel like putting genuine people in positions of power and uh, having just, you know, I think getting back to godly values in our in our in our systems would be a start, you know, just getting yeah. prayer back into school, uh, eliminating abortion like that. But that sucks like with prayer back into school, because some of that makes sense when you could separate education from religion, because religious studies are important and they need to be very separate from the rigid understanding of mathematics. And no, no, for sure. And I, I get, and I get, like I get why it doesn't exist, but also like I've, I was and a school. kid that grew up Muslim or something like that, that, that joker had, you know, that that's unfair to make him sit through, you know, right. uh, no, for sure. But I, I'm saying just eliminating, there's just been so much elimination of God in our culture that I feel like it's really gotten to the point where it's just, it's unraveling the effects of what that is. You know, it talks about in the Bible, how sin, really uh escalates and it grows like you give it legs and it's going to just grow tentacles you know it's just going to keep on expanding gets deeper and it gets more self-destructive you know yeah it talks about that and how it progresses you That's know that self-abuse buying into it yeah and also here's the thing remember like i don't know if you ever read through old testament people used to live hundreds of years of age before they passed away you know and then over the time of just sin being in the world our our life expectancy uh uh, diminished, you know, it kind of went into God said that there would never be anybody that would live over 120 years old again, you know, and uh, I think there actually was somebody that that pulled it out, but at the same time, it's like you know, majority of people will never make it to that number, and it's just interesting because like we just keep spiraling into this direction of just like, and we, we I feel like it's interesting because like I've been kind of paying attention to like how that the, how they use they use godly words to kind of do evil. You know, like, for instance, like, uh, they, they hide it basically with, with good intentions, like Planned Parenthood. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know? yeah. And then it's like, they're just good at naming shit. Yeah. But it's like the opposite <laughs> of what it really is. Right. That's terrible. Who's got that good joke where they like Planned Parenthood for, is for parents who didn't plan at all. That's Chappelle. I think. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Dang. And then, um, like gentlemen's club, you know, it's like, there's no gentleman walking in and out. Oh uh, yeah. You know that's a good I mean? one. So, like, there's just a lot of stuff like that where it's, like, masked. Purposeful trickery. Yeah, exactly. Sure. And it's almost like a slap in the face to, like, good values and good morals, you know? Right. And I don't know. I just feel like getting back to a God, a a God first society and just even, like, in in legislation and just in our our justice system, uh, in our justice system, and just everything that we kind of do, just kind of, like, focusing on just kind of, like, what what the Bible tells us to do, you know, which is, like, love people, love your neighbor and just, and don't have so much greed. I just feel like everything is so greedy with capitalism and just these big companies is trying to take over, you know, locking down and saying small businesses have to close. And then it just weeds them out thinking, uh, not helping in any kind of regard as far as like they put out one stimulus package, you know, and they, 
they uh, they didn't extend any of the the eviction notices where you can't evict people. They didn't extend that uh, when the deadline approached. You know, it's just sad. It's just sad that we can just really see the true colors of the people that that we've put in power and we're paying our tax dollars to these people. You know For what sure. I mean? And it's just yeah. gross that that yep. it's all become unraveled. So I just really say just getting people into those positions of power that do believe in God and, and, and actually live it, you know, don't just believe, but live it, you know? So it's rare that you see that, you know, it's almost like God is kind of like uh tabooed in our culture. It's sad. Yeah. That that's a point that stings, right? Because the second you start talking about God, so many people just tune out because of the fact that they have no understanding of God at all. So, so it, it, I mean, it would be the same as if in this podcast we took a twist to start talking about basket weaving, right? I mean, there'd be people who would be like, fucking basket weaving, Jeff. I'm done with this shit, <laughs> right? Like, I, I can't do this shit anymore, you know? And you start talking about God, it's almost the same thing. It's like, oh, that's a subject I'm unfamiliar with, so click. But that's on that's on you, you know? That's- For sure that's on you, but but people don't understand that until either it's too late or maybe they just... Woo, have a blessing. Something comes across where they go, damn, maybe I do need to be a little more in tune with myself. You know, like, I've, again, if you're a person who practices self-hate and, and you know, you, you despise yourself and shit when it really comes down to it, dude, you're, you're recoverable. It's not that big of a deal. Pick up, you know, any any anything about the spirit, anything about the soul, any, any religious text. I mean, I, I got the Tao Te Ching down here, Lao Tzu, right? And that's like, uh, you know, Chinese, uh, you know, like kind of, uh, not, you know, Buddha, uh, Buddhist principles, but, but very, very close. You know I mean? It's, it's all about taking care of the self. And so many of those words are so powerful. They'll just rock you and you can like, you could dwell on them and you could think and you could, mm-hmm. you know, exercise your mind, right? That's 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 one thing that I'm big about is like put in the mental exercise. You got to be in the mental gym just as much as you're in the, that's good. you know, dropping bodies in the, in the <laughs> weight room. You know what I'm saying? It's just, you got to do the heavy lifting. Yeah. Nobody else is going to do it for you. And if you expect other people to do it for you, then you're a fucking fool. Yeah, and it just feels like with so much content, content, content being pushed these last like five to 15 years, it just feels like our brains are just being bombarded with thoughts that aren't even ours. And I just really identified that this year where it's like, man, I was just kind of like living on this cycle of just like listening to what other people told me that I wasn't even really engaged in like, do I believe this? What what do I yeah, think? Yeah, but that's that's like a war tactic though. You know that? Like keep you confused. If yeah. I can keep you confused, I can control you. For sure. If you're confused, you're controllable. If you're not confused, if you have a very clear mind, rational, logic, you're going to be fine. You're going to be fine because you're going to be able to see through the bullshit. You can't be controlled because somebody's going to say, you have to do this. And you're going to go, actually, no, not so much. Yeah. Right. That's why, like, uh, you know, I haven't really talked about it because I'm I'm not really a person that likes to talk about what I'm going to do. I just like doing it and being like, oh, yeah, I did that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I'm going to go to law school. I'm, I'm quite certain of it. I'm going to do my best to get into law school. And if I get into a good law school, then we'll figure it out. Right. And we'll go from there. But. Um, it's just, the only reason I want to do that is just so I can like legally represent people I care about. <laughs> I'm dead serious. Like, yo, anybody, if you're my friend in the state of Michigan and I was a Michigan bar appointed attorney, I got your back. Right. <laughs> you get a speeding ticket. I know the system. I'll be here. I'll get you, I'll get it off your record. Judge will dismiss it. He's my dog anyways. We play golf and shit. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Like, it's all good. You're going to be straight. I just like, I like that option. And I love, like, I actually like studying case law, which is like very strange. But like, that, like, I understand the Socratic way of thinking, which is what is taught in law schools, you know, the, the Socratic method and Socrates, right? And, uh, and also I like case law. I think it's interesting. And that's all you have to really do as a lawyer. If you're a good lawyer is cite case law and Socratically bring it into your point that your client too is not guilty. Just like so-and-so was not guilty in this case a while back. That's gangster. 
It's so gangster. And like, I don't know. It, it, shit's interesting to me. And I don't know if that's what's going to become of my life. I, we'll see. I'm going to finish this master's and I'm going to keep it moving. How much longer do you have of your master's? A year and ch- I'll probably do. I'll probably finish it in a year and a half. Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. I think it's 13 or 16 classes. Something, something like that. Okay. That's not yeah. too bad though. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah, it's not bad. Masters, you got to remember, masters, you don't have to uh, do math and uh, political science and economics and all the, like, the basic general ed courses and shit. You don't have to do any of that crap. Now, masters is to master a thing. So it is for specific study, not for random studies of, well, let's just make you an overall decent person. If you have a bachelor's degree, you've been through college algebra. You know what I mean? So you understand algebraic, you know, equations and how to solve for X, an unknowable thing, right? Like, um, you know, we were, we were talking about uh, freaking um, calculus the other day and how, uh, you know, Wil- uh, Gottfried Wilford Leibniz, one, one of my favorite little philosophers. I like this guy. Uh, he was who really invented calculus, and then Sir Isaac Newton was a, a bit of a cunt, guys. Sorry, he really was. If you look into anything he's ever written, super cunty. That's the only way. I'm sorry if that word offends you, I guess, but like, it just it explains it so well. Mm-hmm. He jacked the idea of calculus from Leibniz, made it his own. Leibniz died. Nobody was there to argue the point, and now all of a sudden, for history, the inventor of calculus is fucking Isaac Newton. That's crazy. And that blows, dude. That sucks that he jacked my man's whole style. You know what I mean? My, my, my dude's whole thing. Look for, how are you going to look through somebody's notes? Right. That's You're going to look through notes. You're going to look through notes. And they had the balls on, on the Isaac Newton side, on the Brit side. They had the balls to say that Leibniz had access to Newton's notes. They flipped it. Yeah, and that shit pissed me off. Like, I put the book down for a second, and I was like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I was legitimately angry for a moment. Like, man, I kicked this motherfucker's ass. Let Sir Isaac Newton walk in the door right now if you were alive. I beat his monkey ass. Let's go. I'm going to fuck you up, man. Have you ever studied astronomy? Uh, I've read, um, uh, what's his name? Neil deGrasse Tyson's uh, Astrophysicist or Astrophysics for People in a Hurry or something like this. Uh, mad interesting. Super interesting, but... Unfortunately, I just disagree with a lot of his contentions and it shit. It's tough to read, you know, because like somebody who sees the universe as vastly different as you, it's hard to reconcile that difference. It can be. And I read it with an open mind and I'm definitely not saying it's bad. It's actually a dope book. Um, but (laughs) it, it kind of leads you down. It's, I think it misguides you a little. Okay. I'll speak personally. It misguided me, right? Because here I am trying to figure out like, Oh shit, what other universes are there? I guess, you know what I mean? Just on a, on a, I'm interested in it level. Fuck it. I'll read this book. Took me a couple days. Done. Books over. Now I can contemplate on it. Right. And even as I was going through the book, there were so many times where I was like, fuck, that sounds weird. (laughs) Black holes and shit. Like, come on dog. Ain't no black holes. Did he prove it? Hell yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Quite poignantly, too. But but again, he's talking about things that are unknowable. So it's easy to prove the unknowable if you're smart, mm-hmm. right? If you have enough data and enough big words, you can convince anybody that you understand the unknowable. It's not that hard, right? So uh, in that regard, yeah, he proved his point. But was that point valid and true? Eh, not so much. That's, That's just the way I see it. Yeah. This is the way I see it, but uh, it was it was interesting. You know, I'd have read, I read I read his other book actually as well um, about war something. Um, what was the title of that book? I don't know, but but he has a book accessory to war, um, and he talks about like basically the connection of astrophysicists to the military and how the military applications of astronomy. And it's kind of interesting, but also I mean it. it, it 
you read stuff like that and you get all worked up because he's sitting here talking about, oh, the next wars are going to be all, you know, uh, satellites, basically like taking out a country satellites and then you remove their ability to communicate. Look at all us dummies, folks, how much we need our fucking phones to operate and live. Take that away from you. Are you talking about a cyber attack? Uh, no, like, I mean, like, uh, uh, talking about like shooting a missile to the, the satellites and, and exploding them. They're gone. Done. Those, those channels are over. That'd be wild. Right. Well, that's what he talks about. And again, it's like, A, yeah, that would be wild. And B, fuck. I mean, we got counter defense for stuff like that. And again, he addresses that in the book about, you know, how we have uh, counter defense for things like that. And okay, cool. But at the end of the day. Is this book just meant to like give me some skewed version of war or of warfare? Because I don't like that shit, you know. Yeah. What? What do you? Unlike Neil deGrasse Tyson, I've been to war. <laughs> what do you think the next war is going to be? I don't know. I hate predicting oh. stuff like that. I don't want to talk about that because it's ugly. Yeah. It's ugly. It's so bad, dude. So many people get hurt. So many people get ruined, and it's all. You think there could be? I feel like there's no. a war right now going on with like. Um, in different realms, though, because China knows they can't face our military, but they know they can mess with our elections. They know that they can mess with our our. Uh, That's another form of warfare. Yeah, yeah. Propaganda. Yeah, is mental warfare. Yeah, if is. you're falling for propaganda, you are falling for the war effort. Thanks. How do how do how do they identify that propaganda is not working? That propaganda is not working, man. Uh, I mean, in this news cycle shit that we're used to we're so used to this rapid turnover that we don't know our ass from a hole in the ground so if it doesn't work it doesn't matter they just layer it and layer it and layer it to where it's so fucking deep that there's no way you could ever understand any of it it's meant to be confusing what i say before if i can keep you confused i'm controlling you wow only clear thought, only conscious thinkers. How many conscious thinkers get ripped a fucking part like we were talking about earlier? You know, if you're a real clear conscious thinker, you've got to be careful because if, especially if you get famous for some reason, right? It is so easy to take that from somebody now. All you have to do is say what they did at some point in their life and now that thing defines them. That specific things define them. Oh, you're the jerk who did xyz and you're no longer a man you're no longer a human you're no longer an intellectual you're simply the guy who did that thing yeah like who were you saying earlier it was like that martin luther king oh yeah mlk man i love martin luther king i always have honestly i i attribute so much of uh my ability to speak from watching when i was a little kid that i have a dream speech it's the most beautiful thing i'd ever heard in my life honest to god most beautiful fucking thing ever. So I was like, man, I got to look into this guy. So I got a book when I was probably in the fourth grade, fourth grade or fifth grade, um, a book uh, about Martin Luther King. And I wore that book the fuck out. A hundred percent wore it the hell out. Right. And then when I was a little older, I think I was maybe in my, I don't know, maybe 17 or something like this. I bought this book that I still have to this day, uh, which is Martin Luther King's auto or not. I keep saying trying to say auto his biography, um, by this dude, Marshall Frady and damn it. Frady does a beautiful job of painting who Martin Luther King is. But unfortunately there's this glaring hole where he starts talking about how he was unfaithful. And it's just one of like to his wife. And that's one of those things that like, oh, you're the unfaithful one, you know, like, uh, oh, you couldn't even keep it in your pants. And like all the million things, I mean, like, like even the Tiger Woods thing, right? Like, what have you ever thought about that? Because Tiger, like, uh, I think Ron White made the best joke about that, right? Am yeah, I right on that? Absolutely. How he was talking about like, you don't get Tiger level broads. And if you did you would maybe act unethically as well, you know? So great point. it's, it's, I don't know. Yeah. It's a great point, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with, yeah, it's just wild that you can, you can take somebody and that's what I feel like what cancel culture is kind of essentially like, you know, you can just find one thing that they did in their past and then use it against them. And next thing you know, they don't get jobs. They don't get their fans turn on them because everybody else turns on them. It's like group think. Cancel it is culture group is think. group think. Yeah. 
Sad. Exactly is. And and groupthink, again, is to a bunch of confused people. A bunch of confused people, you just kind of make them think that's one thing, and it doesn't even matter if you tell them a completely opposite thing later. None of it matters. Because you're just shifting the sheep, pushing them around. And I, I don't... Ooh, excuse me. I don't like using that uh, analogy because people use sheep, the word sheep, and the idea of sheep and stuff like that for like for political reasons. So I'm not saying it in the term of some other fucking douchebag politician who's used that term. I'm not being a dick about it. I'm just saying that, I mean, what do you want to do? Do you want to fall in? Do you just want to be another one of the ones that just doesn't have a brain? You just do what they do, say what they say, go on about your life, accept every diagnosis they ever give you. Oh, you're schizophrenic. Oh, you're this, you're that. And you start believing it and you buy into it. And it's just to sell you medicine and yuck, bro. Do you want to be a part of that zeitgeist? Or do you want to be a part of the fucking world of clear thinkers? People who are trying to move forward and say, mm, that's unfair. Those people are getting an unfair shake. Let's fucking fix that shit. And then it gets fixed and you go, hey, Roger that. We fixed it. Look at that. Mm-hmm. Ain't that a be The wolves. Yeah. The wolves. Exactly. I, I just, I don't know, man. I love life. I love people. I, and I, I don't get why other people don't have that love. Right? Because philosophy, a lot of it is studying meaning. Right? What the hell are we doing here? What is this whole thing? Floating on a rock in, in infinity, spinning around in circles. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's wild. It's weird. It's very weird. It's super weird. So what's the meaning? To me, the meaning is love. The meaning is to find love for everyone, no matter what. And everything you do. Everything you do. And that doesn't mean you have to be taken advantage of, right? Just because I love you doesn't mean I have to give you everything I have. It doesn't mean that I have to overburden myself with your nonsense or your Mm -hmm. bullshit. I can still love you from afar, right? Because there's some people who will come in your life, man, that like you've got to keep them away from you. You've got to keep a distance. And that doesn't mean I don't love you. It just means I can't fuck with you. And and I'm just being real. You're taking up so much of my time. Exactly. Time suckers? Mm-hmm. No, bro. Not in my fucking life. Yeah, over texting me. Like, why are you texting me so much? Why are you texting me? Stop te- I don't even like texting anyways. Yeah. Anybody who really knows me deeply knows just call me. Mm-hmm. Just call. I'll answer the call. I'll never answer the text. Yeah. And if I answer the text, it's like one thing. And then you text back and I don't say shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I hate texting, man. It's just because I... I don't know. I would rather be giving my time to my wife and my son, people who deserve my love, mm-hmm. people who deserve my affection, who who have, holy shit, stuck by my side. Me and my wife, we're about to hit 12 years married. 12 damn years, 30 man. 30 dozen. Yeah, that's a long time in my life, you know, that we've been married and she supported me from the jump. I've never had to ask for her support on anything ever. Anything ever. Hey, babe, uh, some lady ran into the Jetta. uh, It's totaled. Uh, I'm going to take the money from insurance and buy a Corvette. Is that cool? She's like, yeah, that sounds cool. (laughs) That's it. That was the conversation. Yeah, that's awesome. I wish I could bring Beth in here real quick and be like, do you remember the conversation when I got the Corvette? She'd be like, probably not. (laughs) You know what I mean? No, not really. Why? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Like, just such a, like, hey, here's this thing. It's going to make me happy. And I love it. I love mm-hmm. the stupid car, man. It is my, one of my favorite things. It's fun. It is fun. I love it too. Yeah. But I don't know. We're going to get back to kicking it. We got a little bonfire to do. We do. So uh, love you guys. I appreciate your time, man. I hope you enjoyed the the episode. Thanks, Zach, for, oh, yeah, for, for being sure. on a pod ski. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Love you guys. Do, do work. See you.